stuff going on this weekend for Penn State football and today. If you're watching this on Monday when it comes out, it's the first day of the spring semester for Penn State. So that means Penn State has nine early enrollees. I'm going to show you who those are in just a second. One other thing we're doing today on the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frankar, also film analyst for Blue White Illustrated. Going to take you through what I saw from Penn State's participants in in the all-star games for high school football over the last two weekends the under armor next game which was two weekends ago and then in san antonio the all america bowl which had four penn state football players on uh, two on offense two on defense in drew aller nick singleton denied dennis sutton and keon wiley two of those guys in aller and singleton are also early enrollees and uh, they had a quick weekend down in San Antonio in class today. So that's a quick turnaround for them. I'm going to give you my impressions, and I know you're going to want to see the video. So what we're doing, this is the new plan, is whenever we have one of these situations, I'm going to do the video over at bluewhiteillustrated.com, the stuff I can't show you here on YouTube, and I'm going to put the article link in the video. So all you have to do is scroll down and click the link, then I'll go into, you'll go to the article, and you'll see the actual footage of the plays, the minutiae, me breaking down the X's and O's of these plays, and what to take from them, most importantly. I'll give you the highlights here today, but if you want to check that out, sc uh, scroll down to that, and if you're not a member, sign up for just $1 to Blue White Illustrated, and you'll be able to get all that information. Okay, so here are the early enrollees, in case you haven't caught them yet. Penn State has uh, a lot of offensive players. And most importantly, two quarterbacks, Bo Perbula and Drew Aller, both enrolling early, getting a start in their career, and getting into the playbook early. From that aspect, that's very important for them. But a couple guys I want to highlight on here. Obviously, offensive linemen and getting into shape is all very important. So J.B. Nelson and Zane Durant both getting in early. That's great, especially for J.B. Nelson, who's an older player coming from JUCO. But the two guys, really the three guys I want to I wanna highlight are Caden Saunders, Catron Allen, and Nick Singleton. Because the only thing standing in Caden Saunders' way, in my opinion, is a little more strength, a little more size, a little more physicality. He has the route running skills and the intelligence and the ability to pick up the playbook this spring, but he needs to add some weight and strength to be that guy and to be able to contribute right away. I think enrolling early is going to help him get there, so he has the chance to be a part of the offense in 2022. Both Catron Allen and Nick Singleton, as running backs, they're both mature players, both physically and mentally. So just getting over the top, getting in that professional weight room environment at Penn State, that's going to help them potentially contribute in the fall. Nothing's guaranteed. But both guys have the opportunity, the size, the strength, and the power, the physicality, all of the things you need. They just need a little bit more. And I think this uh, winter, they can find that in the weight room. And if they do that, it could help change the tectonics and change the topography of Penn State's running back room. And it's going to cause a logjam. I mean, there's no way around it. There's a lot of guys in there, especially now with these two young football players added as of today to uh, the room, the running back room. So those are Penn State's early enrollees. A couple of those guys we're going to talk about today. And we're going to start with the uh, guys that performed in the uh, down in Florida in the Under Armour Next Bowl to start with. Those guys are Drew Shelton and Catron Allen. So just talking about Allen, one of the things that makes me think getting in early from a positional ability standpoint, 
that he can contribute in the fall is what I saw from him in the uh, in the in the All Star game is he is one of the more mature runners I've seen. And that doesn't mean that he's running through people and he's putting his head through guys' chests. That's not a mature running style. That's a physical running style. Mature means he knows where the blocks are supposed to go and he follows them. I can't tell you how many college running backs I see that just hit the backside of every zone run. They just dive right into the line. They don't actually wait for the blocks to develop and follow them. And Catron Allen does that really well. He knows where the intended point of attack is, and he can get there. Now, it helped that his offensive line in the bowl game was eviscerating the defensive line for the icon team icon or something like that. So the, de- the defensive line was two yards in downfield, and he was taking advantage of it. But you have to take advantage of that. And whether it's zone running, man blocking, whatever it was, he was able to find the hole, find the blocks, and follow them, set them up really well, and then run through contact. So that plus his work in the passing game, which there wasn't a lot, but I saw a couple things I really like. I get into all of that in his film as far as what I liked about his ability of just a a flare route, what I saw on that, and how that can translate to down the road. Now, one thing I'll say about him and Nick Singleton, because we don't have a whole lot to talk about with Nick Singleton because he didn't get a lot of action in the game, is they have to be good pass protectors. One, because you need to be a good pass protector to see the field. And two, because Penn State doesn't have any good pass protectors right now at the running back room. Both uh, Kevon Lee and Noah Kane really struggled in 2021 to be good pass protectors. It was either up and down or it was just mostly bad from Kevon Lee. So if they can do that, these two physical, mature running backs, the door is open. Nobody closed the door in 2021. So Catron Allen uh, made me think, just reinforce what we saw in his film from his uh, senior season and from his junior season, that he's a really smart, uh, natural runner who knows what's going on on the football field and can follow his blocks. Speaking of blocks, Drew Shelton got thrown into the fire at two different positions in his game, and neither of them were left tackle where he played all of last season. Now, Downingtown East, I don't know if they ran the most advanced system in high school. It was all running. It was all coming downhill. There wasn't a ton of passing. So at 275, him playing left guard, there was just some times where he looked overmatched. Guys are bigger than him. He This is part of his profile at 275. And then you kick him inside. He was good at pass protection when he wasn't bull rushed. But, I, you know, he held his own. I'll say that. But it was clear that he's a raw prospect that's going to need time to develop. And that's the uh, that was always going to be the case. But if you were hoping or wondering with the Penn State's offensive line situation, there's a lot of work to be done for Drew Shelton. He needs to get stronger. And he needs, I think, better technique. He's not bad. And he's a natural athlete that does some crazy things. Those are all really great things. It's about making sure you're consistent. And it's about making sure you're doing things the right way. I don't know that I've seen any techniques like his in pass protection when he was at right tackle. I'll just, if you want to go check it out, again, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Just follow the link in this video to go to the article. Uh, The next thing that we'll get into, those are the guys from that game. We actually have some footage of the guys at the... Under Armour All-America game, or the All-America game, excuse me, uh, because those guys, we had uh, Ryan Snyder down there for the week in San Antonio covering that particular All-Star game. So I've got some some footage to show you from the week if you haven't seen it, Um, and we'll get into what I think the difference is between this 
and the game for a couple of guys. And we'll just start with Nick Singleton. This was the most work he got all week long down in San Antonio because during the game, it's basically a glorified scrimmage with a 7-on-7, and the quarterbacks have no interest in throwing the football. And unlike the Under Armour next game, the All-American game, they didn't want to run the football. They had quarterbacks, and they knew it. So Singleton did not get a lot of uh, run, pun intended, in the game. I think he had like three or four opportunities. There were no holes. He just did what he does, which is he stuck his head down into the offensive line and didn't lose yards. So nothing really changed from his evaluation there. Uh, but what did, and I think maybe some people are a little bit disappointed if they watch the game from Drew Aller's perspective, is that he didn't look like this. And yes, this is just one-on-ones. There's some seven-on-seven -seven stuff that you saw during the week. Uh, he did not look as precise. He did not look as clean. And he looked inaccurate. And some of the stuff I've talked about on this channel before about his footwork and his progression of what he's done over his career might make you a little bit nervous about that. But what I saw in the game is the opposite of what I'm seeing here, which is just watch how calm he is and how on time everything is. Every, it, just, it all looks like it's on time. And that was the biggest thing I took from his performance in the, in the All-Star game was that he was running at... 150% uh, speed. He was seeing things faster than they were developing, and he was throwing the ball faster than it was developing. And that was the biggest problem. It wasn't his mechanics. It wasn't his footwork. It was just that the coverage was too easy to read because it's an all-star game. So he is throwing the ball so quickly to receivers that aren't ready for the football because he's anticipating stuff to happen, but he doesn't have the chemistry or the timing with these guys. He even told Ryan Snyder uh, during the week one of the things that he was getting used to was these guys are just at a different speed than what I'm used to throwing to, so I've got to kind of adjust. Well, when he started playing the game, he didn't adjust. He went right back to what he's used to, which is throwing quick, throwing on time, throwing on target to where he was expecting them to be. And he was also trying to throw some really advanced things during the game. The other quarterbacks, and this is to not, not to take anything away from them, but when they were throwing, a lot of this was scrambling. It was improvised. The guys had more time to get open. And in Cade Klubnik's uh, instance... A lot of that stuff was scrambling and, and drifting out of the pocket, but kind of in the rhythm of that. It wasn't something that was desperate. He was still looking down the field, waiting for something to develop, and then threw it to a spot, as opposed to trying to anticipate what the receiver is doing and throwing to where he should be. This was more of where he was going, if that makes sense. So Aller was trying to operate on too high of a level for an all-star game. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's, that's what I saw. That is what happened in the game. And if you want to see it again, bluewhiteillustrated.com for the video. Deny Dennis Sutton. Um, what you're going to see here are him working on some hand drills after the get-off drills here. This is basically what you see when he played in the game. Is just doing these moves verbatim, but at full speed. I, I don't have an, anything really to say about his game other than it was awesome. He dominated the West offensive line. He was unblockable in the game when it came to pass rushing, and he had a couple of really good plays as a run defender as well. So one of the most ready, from a technical standpoint, defensive linemen I've seen come to Penn State. He's got two or three moves. He can go inside, outside, right through the tackle. He can do all of those things. And, you know, you see guys do stuff like that where they're just doing the hand-fighting drills and they're except that you usually see some sort of hiccup in the translation. 
he had some technically perfect pass rushes during the game at full speed against a guy leaning on him. I know he's not on that list of early enrollees, but he absolutely has the opportunity to be a contributor early on in his Penn State career, as James Franklin talked about on National Signing Day. He's got the physical size. He's got the technical abilities. He just has a couple of things to iron out in his game and then learn the defense. And that last part is no small feat, but it is a part of the process. And then finally, Keon Wiley. I don't even have any highlight film from Ryan because he's a linebacker going through drills and there's just not, there's not anything to learn about Keon Wiley really from the game or from practice because he's, he's transitioning from defensive end to linebacker. But like I've said two or three times, nobody was really interested in running the ball in this game and nobody was interested in throwing the ball over the middle other than Drew Aller who was trying to throw balls, you know, on deep overs and some crossing routes and things like that the linebackers weren't really challenged in this game. So just my thumbnail of watching a defensive end playing in coverage for the first time, he had the ability to turn and run. He didn't look lost, but there's just a lot of things to iron out from his uh, uh, footwork to zone discipline to kind of the instincts of playing in space. All those things, they have to get work. But even in that, I don't, I didn't see anything that precluded me from thinking of he's not going to be able to do this eventually. Uh, another good thing I noticed about him is he had two tackle opportunities and he made two tackles. He did not miss when he got to the football. So those are good things. And I thought he was strong and played through contact well, which is something you, you better have if you're going to be a defensive lineman playing in linebacker. And that's really, to me, when it comes to taking defensive ends and making them linebackers, that's what you want. You want to have that guy who's 240 pounds and 235 pounds, somewhere in there. Maybe it was a small defensive end, but was quick, fast, and agile, and has the natural ability, because he played defensive end, to play through contact at the offensive line. He already knows how to do it. He knows how to take contact. He knows how to shed blocks. He has the core strength to do all of those things, and he looked like that and then some during the game. So those are all really good things from Keon Wiley, but very much our most incomplete of our profiles of these 2022 uh, class players for Penn State football. So once again, if you want to check out all the video for the guys that we have video of, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Link is below. Sign up for $1. And if you've reached here and you're hearing the outro music, you like this video. So give it a like. Subscribe to Blue White Illustrated. We'll be back more with the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>